This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusade of the law. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Off the Rackham Sal. I'm Tiffany. So this is a show where here on Comic Pop, if you are unfamiliar with the show because we've been away for a while, uh, we take comics from the past week, recap them, review them, and let you know what we thought about them, and then give you recommendations for books that are coming out this week we think you should pick up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... We've been away. We did a big con uh, up in Phil- down in Philadelphia, and we had <laughs> yeah. an amazing time. And in fact, if you want to see some of the highlights from that, more importantly, the comic pop centric highlights, mm-hmm. uh, stay tuned tonight slash tomorrow for a new video that's coming out that will feature that. Um, let's give you a little bit of a rundown of what the show is. So we're going to do what I described. Um, if you are live and watching the show here, you are of the lucky few who watch the show as it's happening, as the magic's being cast, so to speak. And so uh, we are going to be participating with you guys in a conversation that will be going through these super chats. And the reason why we do that is because I've, I've, I've heard some discussion about it and I wanted to kind of curtail any concerns that might have been happening. Um, in order to keep the conversation rolling and in order to keep the reviews going, in order to keep the show as concise as possible, and by concise we mean in comic pop terms, about an hour, Yeah. Um, we, uh, we, we have to limit the amount of interaction we can do just only because... Otherwise, it's just going to be a show of Q&A. We've done Q&A live shows yes. before, and it's incredible, and we try to have those as frequently as possible so that people who do want to interact with us more regularly can do so on a more like frequent basis. But uh, on this kind of show, you know, you're here for the content, so yes. let's try to keep it from there. So what we're going to do is we're going to go back and <laughs> forth between uh, reviews and recaps and also talking to you through the Super Chats. Yes. Uh, so let's jump into them. Okay. Uh, first book I guess we could talk about today, because we're just going to do a whole rundown, is uh, Justice League. Uh, number seven it's eight eight sorry yeah <laughs> the, the book is coming out in such such alarming regularity yes that I'm actually kind of like taken by how well it's doing like it, right. it, how well it's working in every respect um, but yeah uh, Justice League number eight which is covering my face now but you'll see in a second there it is. Just League number eight is written by James Tynion the Fourth with art by Mikhail Yannon. Yeah. Uh, it is a Legion of Doom check-in. I think that's what they're going to do from for, okay, for, for the foreseeable future. Like, what's going on with that? Yeah. Every what's so often, we're going to take a book. We're going to take. We're going to stop. We're going to hit the brakes on whatever Just League is doing and check in with the Legion of Doom. Right. We're also going to give the other team a chance to. Yeah. To really, uh, to really the shine. Main team to to catch up or take a break. That's true. I oh, am. Yeah. Uh, so in this one, it's basically just Lex Luthor talking to the Batman who laughs the entire time. Uh, there is some fun interplay between uh, Cheetah and Black Manta. Yeah. If you thought that like it was just a throwaway that these two team up and do stuff, you are mistaken. That's right. Uh, they are like they murder a god and they do all kinds of crazy nonsense mm-hmm. that uh, has has everything to do with their own schemes. Black Manta is implying that like he something that Luthor has told him or will give him will give him control over the ability to kill his enemies and take over the seas. Yeah. And so he and Cheetah... And, and Cheetah's like, yeah, and I'm down. Because I don't know what her plan is. But Besides she, just, getting... she wanted to know if he trusted him. Like She's like, do you trust him? Do you trust Luther? And he's like, no. 
Well, no, but he was kind of just like, he's like, here's Trust like, is for stupid people. He's like, I don't care. At the end of the day, he has something I want, and uh, as long as I get what I want, that's that's it. Exactly. I don't care. And that's that's totally Black Manta through and through, and uh, so I just wanted to give you, whoa. <laughs> Still working Ooh. out the kinks there. Um, yeah, so it's, it's just basically, you know, I just want to give you a check-in on what Black Manta and Cheetah were doing, because, like, if Snyder slash Tynion think it's important, yeah. then it probably is. Uh, so it's basically just I gotta move over here. Um, so basically just uh, just Luther being like I gotta ask the Batman who laughs for information. I thought I was gonna win in the last couple of issues, right? And I didn't. Right, which is weird because the last time we left him, he was talking to him already. Yeah. So I guess it's like we went back a little bit. Yes, because the yeah so the last like, issue ended with him being like, okay, so explain to me everything. Yeah. And then we're like, okay, well let's see what happens with that. Well, it's not just that. Like let's see where he's storing him, and I'm like. Oh yeah, he kind of removed the mystery. I already know it's in there. Right, it's he's, it's Batman who laughs. It's in there. Yeah. I get it. Like you're just showing me all the steps, but you're also trying to make it seem like we don't know. Right. What am I? But we do know. Well, it's, it is two different writers who are working on it. Yeah, so that, that could very well be. Mm-hmm. But uh, in, in any case, uh, the Batman who laughs basically said, like he, for me, this was the most decompressed of all the issues, where it's like you could have fit two issues in this book, like. For the amount of talking that Luther and Batman yeah. Who Laughs have, and like, and for all the nothing that Batman Who Laughs says, at the end of the day, Batman Who Laughs says there is this like new cosmic female character we're inventing for this event slash story, yeah. and she's coming from the she may be like the reason why the Source Well exists in the first place, right? We also get some explanation about the Starman. That yeah, that's right. That's true. Yeah, uh, if you were excited about Starman, they give you a little bit of recap about that uh, and, and tell you how like his character is tied into the totality. Right. Exactly. And time travel. And time travel, which is kind of fun. Time travel. So yeah, uh, at the end of the day, there's teases for what's to come. Uh, Luther's going to unleash the Batman who laughs, and Joker seems a little like ter- put off by him. Yeah. Which is also odd because like he basically tried to kill him, and you know. Batman Metal. Well, it then depends on which Joker it is, though, but yeah. Oh my god, that's right. But, like, no, but I, I, I get that he's kind of put off by it, because he's just kind of like, he's like, the whole point of me is that I, I'm i the funny one. Batman's not the funny one. If Batman's the funny one, then what am I? Right, if, if Batman is the scary clown monster of the DC Universe, then what the hell am I doing here? Which is fair. But, like, and I can't be Batman, because Batman's Batman. Right, yeah. I do like... So I, something's gotta give here. Yeah, I, re- I really want to see, like, the, the there being a thing between Joker and Batman Who Laughs. Like, but it seems to be just kind of, like, there for for, for, for fun. Mm. Where, ba- where Batman Who Laughs laughs, and Joker says, I hate that sound. Yeah. And I'm like, hmm. wonder what that means. Probably nothing. Like, I would like to see it go someplace, but I don't think Right, it right. I guess my biggest issue with this issue um, was the art. Yeah, Mikhail Yannon went from being one of my favorite, like, new Batman artists to one of my least... Like, every time I see his name, I go, oh, no. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it was just... Like, the inking was a little rough. Yeah, it was a little rough. The inking was rough. The colors, like, were, like, eh, to begin with. And I just... I don't know. Because without seeing the pencils, it's kind of hard to tell. Yeah. There was some stuff that were, like... It was like, this is good. And then there were some other things I'm like, oof. Yeah, not so much. And I can't tell if it's just... It's because it's coming out so rapidly or what you know what i mean like yeah i mean like he does manage to produce the the same consistent work you know like yeah like you what you see is what you get when you get in mikhail yannon's art yeah and that's good for dc and it's Mm -hmm. why he keeps getting work but it's also like oh you know like that's it's kind of like but i don't want that yeah yeah it's just there was i don't know some panels did not have the same 
um, finish on them. And yeah. some pages were just, they just seemed like it was either an afterthought or something they had to go back and change. I don't know. Right. I don't know. All I know is I was like, oh, all right. Yeah. Well, whatever. Right. It is what it is. It didn't really ruin anything for me. It was just kind of like, eh, that's a shame. Yeah. It was really just, it's a shame. It's no, a shame. I agree. I don't know. That's it. Yeah. Uh, as for that, uh, my question is, do you recommend Justice League number eight? Um, I mean, I guess if you're on board for the series, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you're probably gonna need some of the information oh, in that. Oh, yeah, you know, you will. But like at the end of the, at the, the problem I have with decompression, if you're not familiar with decompression, it's basically like uh, if you ever read a book from 20 years ago, uh, you may notice that you get more story per issue. And at some point or another, like comic book publishers, particularly big two, realized that you could stretch like one or two issues into six. Right. And that's called decompression. You just stretch it out. Um, you know, make the characters interact a little more. Give, give the artist an opportunity to do more double page splashes, right. that kind of thing. And it's good and bad. It's good for them because it makes them more money. And it's bad for us because we get less story per issue, but we're still giving them more of our money. Right. Um, but at the same time, you also have the opportunity to get more. You know, you get more conversation, more uh, interaction, more character moments. But I've noticed that's really not the case anymore. It's basically just like you 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 tell a story in six panels or ten panels or thirty panels where four would have done just fine. Right, right, right. And so, and that was very much the case in this for me. Like, was it cool to see the Batman who laughs like chained up in Luther's secret bunker and he's like doing this conversation? Like, yeah. If Batman who laughs didn't already appear in some other story, that would have been a really big like surprise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but on the same like token. You know, it, it just felt like it was really like. Eh. Yeah, it was. And again, like, don't mistake us talking about this like we didn't like the issue. It's no, it was just, actually a fun, a fun I issue. I didn't enjoy the art. Like, no, Yannon like, needs. didn't like the art. No, I'm sorry. Well, get ready for more because he's never going to leave. Like, because Mikhail Yannon can deliver consistent and, like, above average quality art on a consistent basis, like, on that consistent basis, he'll, work, he'll be working until he dies. Fine. Like, whatever. It's just. Uh, it's never. He's never going to be a favorite of mine. No, ever. <laughs> no, uh, no. That's very true. Uh, especially when he draws the Riddler. He doesn't appear in this issue, but I'm just saying that because Ooh. War Jokes and Riddles, woof. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so I recommend it. I think it's fun, but like, if, if you're looking for something to skip, you could definitely skip this issue. If you were looking for the Justice League, you were going to find it in this one, which is fair they do because appear they tell you on the cover like nah. that they're not going to be in it, and I think that's actually deliberate. And that's yeah. cool. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Also, by the way, like the Justice League do appear. Jean's in there. Well, they're all in there for a second, and, like, that was actually the page where I was just like, ooh. Yeah. Like, it's because them it's running, like, running, like, going through Starman's, like, past. Right. And, like, for some reason, Flash is, like, running, and it's, like, it's just weird. It was just, like, he needed something to do with him, and he didn't want him just standing there, so he did something. Yeah. And I'm like, eh. No, I hear you. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to harp on it, because we've got so many no, other things to so talk many, about. No, there's so many more books. But, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. At the, at the end of the day, I guess, check it out. Yeah. If you want to. But if you don't, or if you're not, if you're on the fence, don't don't bother. Yeah. Uh, you want to take over? What's what's the next book you want to do? We have, um, we have rather than do digitals, we have we have actual physical. I copies. know. I don't know what I want to do next. Uh, we did a DC book. Do a Marvel book. Okay. Here, do this one. Okay. Um. So this this section was like a really like expensive week for me. This week. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh. and uh, this is one of those books where I was like, I am not keeping up with Infinity Wars. Or warps or whatever wars don't yeah. Infinity Wars at all. Um, Wait until ho- it's over. However, um, of course, because Doctor Strange crossed over into it, it like have a basic idea. 
Yeah, and Deodato drew a really great Doctor Strange. Yeah, but like not just that. Like thanks to you, I have a better idea. Um, but of course, they're doing the Infinity Warps, um, and so uh, I'll put this over here. Uh, Doctor Strange, or not Doctor Strange, a uh, Soldier Supreme came out. Uh, a combination I would have never. The millionaires thought I would be interested in seeing, um, but of course it's Captain America, Doctor Strange. Um, it's the first issue, I guess, of two. I think. For this yeah, I think one. the idea is some doing of them are two. two, some of them are going to be three. I think based on the checklist in the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think there are two for this one. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, it, this is it's it's silly fun. Let's Who be made honest. It? Uh, it's uh, written by uh, Jerry Dugan with art by Adam Kubert. They right. pulled out Adam Kubert for this, so it looks great. I like Adam Kubert's art. I like his style. It is, you know, it's stylized. It has an illustrative quality. You've heard me use that term before, and this book definitely delivers on that. Um, I'm not going to go into the details here because it's literally, what if Captain America um, was, instead of being Steve Rogers, he was Steven Rogers. With a PH. Yes. And... Um, like that, essentially. Is it that? Is that what he is? Yeah, I think, yeah. Uh, no, it's yeah. Stephen Strange with a yeah. PH and Stephen yeah, yeah, yeah. Rogers with no, a no, P. No, no, I meant like, is that? Yeah, it is that. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, it's Stephen Rogers. Don't call him Steve. It's Stephen. And um, he joins the military during World War II or wants to, and they're gonna, they promise to make him a super soldier, but the um, scientist behind it is also using magical arts, mystical arts, if yeah. you will, and um, comes, comes up with this serum, this concoction, injects him you know, it's the whole thing like a german mp or like you know military like spy shows up and you know yeah takes out a bunch of people and then um it turns out oh he's got powers and it's really fun because you get to see him use the shield but it's like an incantation, but it's an incantation yeah. so it's like ooh, <laughs> it's it's like it's clever really clever and it would be re- it's it feels like a well-written what if it is a well-written what if and then we just get to see him going through the war they mix up they mash up a couple of other characters um instead of it being um uh whatchamacallit where i think it's still the winter soldier no instead of a uh, dum-dum dugan it's dum-dum fury and instead of it being Wong, it's Bucky Wong, his right. old pal. And so he becomes a Winter Soldier, but in a different way. And that's where I was like, that's an interesting concept. Instead of him, like, falling, you don't know what happens. They literally, like, a shell casing comes down on he and, and Steven. Mm-hmm. And, like, Wong's obliterated. Right. <laughs> like, he's just gone. And, yeah. like, Dum Dum's like, hey, come on, we got to get out of here. we got to get out of here. And he's just like, leave me alone. Leave me to my work. And, like, he brings his like spirit back his ghost right like essentially what they're doing um with the basset hound which i can never remember the name of yeah uh, uh i don't remember the, but the shower mine yes they will absolutely um but they they utilize that tactic with this and he becomes like the winter soldier in a sense like he's this ghost yes he's an actual I'm like ghost. that's cool like a cool idea instead of it being like an urban legend about like you know like uh, the winter soldier of like the assassin it becomes this like urban legend that's connected instead to like mythology and the paranormal where yeah. it's the winter soldier um, and they, of course, combine Dormammu and Red Skull. Yep. Um, into Skull Mammu. Snow. <laughs> <laughs> I always, you know what's funny? I did not care for um, his name, which I, I so didn't even pay attention to it because, yeah, Dormammu Red. That sucks. I was like, this sucks. That sucks as much as Red Onslaught. Yeah, it's just so. Just so unoriginal. <sighs> just uninspired. Terrible yeah, idea. Right? And yes, for those who are asking, he does appear, Wong does appear to be Chinese. Yeah. Um, By the way, the uh, Basset Hound's name is Bat. Thank you. I was like, it's a short... I remember it being short, like... Short, short. Yeah. Um, anyway, so they end up like going to the Dark Dimension at the end of this. So I look forward to seeing where they go with this. Um, it, it's just, it's funny. Like, it's a, it's a 
weird mashup of their origins because it really doesn't involve any of Stranger's origins mm-hmm. at all. It's not like he becomes battered and broken and no. then they turn him into that. They just use Steve Rogers' origin, yep. throw and magic in give there, him magic. and there you go, and that's it. And I, it's, it's weird. I'm, I'm enjoying it, but like, here's the thing: if you're not like, if you think this concept is stupid, it's not gonna win you over. It's no. not. It's just at the end of the day, like if you're not into this kind of mashup thing, you're not gonna be into it. And I don't encourage you to purchase it because, of that. like, just because I'm enjoying it and having a yeah, good time, yeah, don't buy it. Doesn't mean like, oh, you better go out and get it. But like, if you like Doctor Strange or like you're interested in like seeing like this like like World War Two era like you know Steve Rogers with magic kind of thing, yeah. Then it's worth a pickup because I think the art's really nicely done. I think mm-hmm. it really fits the story, and uh, Jerry Dugan does a nice job. He, he, a nice job. You know what I think about these Infinity Warp things? I want to believe that it comes from a place of originality and this desire to do something cool. Yeah. And wouldn't it be fun if after these warps, when they get unraveled, yeah, uh, their proximity alters their character slightly. Or at least their direction to their stories where, like, Steve wants to do more... Not, not that he wants to get into magic, but the Steve Rogers wants to tackle more occult problems. Right. That he's like, you know, you know, Steven, you open up this window for me, and I, like, I see that, like, I've been looking kind of too, like, inward. I've been looking too, like, at, like domestic problems. Right. And I should be looking everywhere for problems. Mm-hmm. And, like, just because the, the problems we are getting that you deal with are magic doesn't mean that I can't help. Yeah. And then that would really frustrate Steve, who's like, what are you, or Steven, who's like, what are you doing? Like, get right, out of my right, house. Right, 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 I don't want to, I was too close to you when you were, when we were merged. I don't want to, but you know, and then like with, uh, with Arachnite, Spider-Man and Moon Knight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're know, like Spider-Man being like, you know, I've been a lo- I've, I've been away from home too long. Like, yeah. I've been way too, like, obsessed with being like an Avenger and doing all these big grandiose things. And like, we don't get to see too many great stories of Spider-Man, like, in the, from the 90s of like skulking in a corner and catching a mugger. Right. Or in his, uh, in his web. You know, but like, but I mean, just making it so that Spider-Man's proximity to Moon Knight makes him a better vigilante again. Right. Or, or at least makes him more interested in being one. I'd like, if, if, if that was where it went or where it came from, where they're like, we're going to ground our characters, we're going to, like, tr- upset the apple cart a little bit, and we're going to do it through organic storytelling. We're yeah. going to start from here. And, like, a Marvel story should. It's like it goes in a linear fashion. Mm-hmm. That'd be amazing. Oh, I agree. And I got to tell you, there are a couple of these, obviously, I'm going to be checking out, let's be honest. Ghost Panther, I'm definitely going to grab. Yep. And, Weapon Hex. And Weapon Hex. No doubt. I'm just trash sometimes. I'm just, I'm just a trash. <laughs> Listen, they want you to buy these books. I, I don't know. think it's terrible. I know. Uh, I will say, I, I'm also kind of like, this kind of shows, I think Marvel is trying to prove that they think they don't need DC. I guess, because this made me think of the Amalgam It's It is books. Amalgam. It's, it's literally yeah. just, you know what they were doing? They saw, I think they saw, because there's a big prevalence in Amalgam nostalgia yeah. lately right, right, that I've right. noticed. And I think that they were like, if we wanted to capitalize on that, why don't we just do our own and see if we even need an a-, a DC? Right, right. Yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see that. But yeah, so there you go. Do I recommend it? Sure. If you like Doctor Strange and you like this kind of cheesy, like you know, ha ha, hokey gimmick, go for it. Right. But if you don't, then it's ain't for you. It's not for you, and that's okay. That's yeah. totally okay. Uh, somebody uh, asked about Weapon Hex. It's uh, it's X twenty three. Yeah. And Scarlet Witch. Yes. So it it's is. magic gauntlets or yeah. or, or uh, you know. Claws. Yeah, literally, I'm just picking up any of the books where they're taking a magic-based character or, or like mythical character and pairing him up with someone else. <laughs> exactly. We uh, we've neglected to jump into super chats, uh, so yes, we're going to we do did. that right now. Let's Dylan Graham, it. will you be at New York Comic Con? And would you know? 
what Sarah Pacelli charges for a signature. Love Miles and would love to get her to sign my issues. Uh, I'll answer those questions right off the bat. Yes, we'll be at New York Comic Con. Tiffany yes. and I will be there all four days. Yes, we Ethan will. Uh, will be there Thursday and Friday. Ben will be there at least the first three days, if not all four. We're not sure. So that should give you an idea. We're probably going to hook up a meet and greet on Friday. That seems to be the most popular day for oh, everybody. Really? Yeah. Is that what it turned out? Yeah. Wow. Uh, but if not, we'll, I mean, like, we'll do both. Like, we will do a meetup on Saturday as well. But, like, the official comic pop meetup will be yeah, on Friday. because on Saturday we'll be missing Ethan. Exactly. Uh, and we're trying to find somebody who has a booth that might be, a lot, like, let us borrow it for, like, an hour so we can do signings. But uh, so far, nil. So if you do know anybody who has a big booth on the main floor, let us know. We'd love to talk to them. Uh, as for Sarah Pacelli, she charges nothing for an autograph. So if you bring your entire Miles Morales collection, she may charge you. But if you bring like t- your two favorite issues, she'll charge you. She'll she will give you nothing but a smile. Yes. And what a smile it'll be. Exactly. Uh, denial saying really enjoying Wade's run on Strange. He finally has Strange up his magic it, game. It's denial. I'm sorry, denial. Like duh, yeah. denial. Yeah. Yeah, like it's not just River in Egypt anymore. Uh-huh. Now it's a guy in our super chats. Uh, he finally has Strange up his magic game in an important way that I've been waiting for. He finished the last issue. Yeah, I did. I'm gonna be talking about that. Great. Uh, so. Yeah, he, he he digs it. I like the idea of somebody who like remembers Doctor Strange and cares about him doing something with him yes. more than uh, Dennis Hopeless. Or... I will. I'm gonna get into this because I'll have some some pros and some cons. Mm. Pros and cons. They're in comic pop. Artie Pavlov, <laughs> lamest thing all week. Avengers Mountain on the North Pole. If you're referring to the Jason Aaron Avengers run, I quit the book. I can't read it anymore. Oh, I haven't. I have not. Uh, Jake Stanley, love you guys. Thank you for the incredible content. The Max Back Issues was fantastic. Thank you so much for watching. Max Issues. Max Issues. By the way, if you have not checked it out, and because you're like, meh, indie books, meh, the Max is a fun episode, so yeah. check it out. Uh, even if, you know, I give you, give, give me five minutes. You might get sucked into the conversation. Uh, and Artie Pavlov, Sal's being super optimistic, re-Infinity Warps, theme sandwich idea, he, lol. He's wrote Infinity Raps. Oh, Raps? Yeah. I was just fixing it in my head. You autocorrected. I did. I autocorrected. Yes, yeah, Infinity Raps. Man, I'm not a fan of Infinity Wars, though. That, that last issue, I was like, this is... Ugh. I'm not even going to get into it, because it came out two weeks ago. Yeah, but this... But that, fun. Neat idea. Um, but yeah, so um, let's jump into the next book. This book that I want to talk about is, has, has been a long time coming. Okay. And I'm so glad that I didn't pick up a single tie-in for it. Uh, Wolverine came back to life in Return of the Wolverine, written by Char- uh, Charles Soule, with art by Steve McNiven. It is tremendous. Really? Uh, tremendous? Uh, tremendously great. Somebody was telling me, like, no, no, nobody was telling me. I was telling them how uh, I loved the death of Wolverine. We were talking to um, Ben and Ethan. I was like, the Return of Wolverine is just as good as the death of Wolverine. And they were like, we loved The Death of Wolverine. Because we all read it for Off the Rack back when we first started the channel. Oh. That's how long I mean, ago we didn't Wolverine died was when we started the channel. Uh, and when, like, yeah, Off the Rack used to be a show with me, Ben, and Ethan. Yeah. Just wasting time. Um, but, yeah, like, th- this book is great. Uh, it Basically, Wolverine's back. He wakes up in, like, a lab like he should. And he doesn't know who he is. He's back to being an amnesiac. But in this case, uh, he has he's he's put on a holy quest to kill the person who basically brought him back to life. It's an evil mad scientist, of course, because why wouldn't it be? Right. And uh, we reveal that, like, as Wolverine's, like, walking through the wreckage that he has wrought and that uh, has been uh, wrought in his wake, uh, he is, like, 
visited by all the different versions of himself. And I don't mean like Infinity Warps or Multiversal. I just mean like Wolverine's been a lot of things. He's been old. He's been, you know, Eye Patch. He's been Weapon X. He's been like the hero, the Avenger, the X-Man, the solo character, yeah. you know, the savage, uh, you know, the aristocratic little boy man, like child. <laughs> uh, he's been a lot of different things. And they're all kind of like locked up in his mind. Okay. And so the approach is that he is going to be kind of like every time that he needs to be a version of himself, mm -hmm. he goes into his mind kind of like in Dreamcatcher, like that power that guy yeah. has. And he unlocks a cage that has like a version of himself with his memories attached to it. So like when he needs, like someone's like, we need the hero. And so he goes into a cage and he the first one he unlocks is like blue spandex, Avengers Wolverine. Okay. He's like, let's go. And all he remembers is that much. Right. And like, I don't know if he's, I don't know how it works. If it's like, does he, get, does he have to unlock every single one? Do they have to go back in their cages when he's done? You know, like, but I, I kind of dig this concept. It's a really neat visualization of like the, 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 the patchwork quilt that is Wolverine. Right. Uh, tons of action, classic, like Barry Windsor Smith-esque, Wolverine art in here. Uh, just so much really, really just totally cool, badass Wolverine stuff. So, I'm sorry. When he unlocks the cages, does it unlock the memories associated with that? That's what I'm thinking. Okay. <clears throat> That's what I think. Okay. <clears throat> but I don't know. Um, so, you know. Okay. And we also get a cool new Wolverine costume, uh, which is red and black. Right, which like makes me think of other costumes. Yes. It's supposed to like elicit that feeling of like, something else but something familiar right, right. and so I think it does okay. I, I think this book delivers so, and it's a mini series it's forgivably short I'm so on board where are the fire claws he doesn't pop them until like he doesn't pop them they're gonna they're they're saying we're going to okay but he we don't see them really they're just regular claws they're just regular claws they get hot oh. later on um okay like and I think they can get hot because he wants to I'm sure that's maybe maybe it's affiliated with one of his memories, or something like that. He's chilling his rage. Yeah, just his white hot rage. Right, maybe it has something to do with what happened in Thor. Oh man, I'm looking forward to you talking <laughs> about that. But yeah, I don't know, and I'm like the other thing is hot claws, dumb. That being said, I'm fine with it. I remember reading a, an interview with Charlie Soule where he was talking about uh, about the hot claws. And yeah. He's like, he goes, "There's a story reason for them. They're going away." Okay. And I'm like. Then, then, then there you go. Then no then, one can complain. Then, well, I mean, I, I might still make fun of him a little bit. Oh, yeah. Poke a little fun. Right? Well, yeah, please, poke, because poke. you noticed something very interesting about the hot claws. <laughs> well, yeah, we, uh, we we were looking at some old uh, mangaverse. Yeah, Marvel uh, mangaverse. Mar Marvel mangaverse. And on the back of one of them, I just butchered that name, um, Marvel mangaverse. On the back of one of them was like an older Wolverine. He has energy claws. He's got one adamantium claw, one energy claw. And I'm mm -hmm. just like... First. They look like hot claws. They look like hot claws. And CB Sabolsky, now editor in chief of Marvel, was like was spearheading the Marvel Mongaverse. So like maybe he's like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna put my little stamp on Wolverine now that I'm here. Make make him hot claws like yeah, I did just, in the Mongaverse. Like go for it. Or like like maybe Soul was having a hard time with something. He's like, here's an idea for you. Mm -hmm. He's like, where'd you get that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Don't worry. It was original idea. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't remember anything I was working on back then. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I think it's cool. Uh, uh, and and the hot claws like it, I don't care. At the end yeah. of the day, like I don't care more than I enjoyed this issue. Right? So so you win, Marvel. You got me. 
Yeah, there you go. And uh, it doesn't refer to any of the bullshit from the, uh, the from the tie-ins. Okay. So like, lol, you spent like probably hundred dollars to but maybe read a bunch the, of bullshit. Right, but unless some people really like, if some people really enjoy the mythos well, and those who are involved with Wolverine, then that's not a waste for them. Like, well, if, and if you dug that. Yeah, well, it's up to you. And there's a better tie-in. One of the tie-ins <laughs> had like the the New Avengers in there, and they also uh, established that Laura Kinney has a mother. Yes. And that's cool. They did that. Someone did something cool with that one story. Right, right, right. So, hot claws. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so, jumping into the super chats before we move on. Okay. Uh, Denial. We're all God's vomit. The new Predator is a testament to that. Also, Saladinamide is writing a Miles, and I'm really excited for that. Yeah, me too, nice. man. Yeah. Yeah, the Predator is the worst. We were not fans of it. I, I hate to be so negative because, like, there are people who are going to enjoy it, but I did not like it. Nope. It did was, not like it. Yep. Nope. Overly complicated mess full of nonsense and bullshit. For me, like, here's the thing. I know we're always looking to do new things and, like, people always want something new. And, like, sure, I love to hear new creative ideas. But you know what? Sometimes it's okay to just follow the formula. To just do a Predator story. To just follow the formula that we want to see. So, I hear you. Uh, and uh, AJ Firetree, thank you both so much for your time. Oh, Double thumbs up. Double thumbs you up to so you, much AJ. For your, for your comment. Yeah. Uh, so let's jump into it. Uh, the next story you want to do? I don't know. Where do you want to go? Uh, let's go. Let's go. Sad. You want to go sad? Uh, so guys, Mr. Miracle number eleven came out this week. Um, of course, written by Tom King with art by Mitch. I think it's Jared's or Jared or Gerard's. Gerard's? Gerards. I've heard Jawin call them Gerards. Which I don't think they're. I think I've done that too because I'm not thinking. But there's no extra R in there, so. Nope. We'll anyway, to, I, I've met him too, and I didn't ask him right? how to pronounce his this name. This is. Hopefully, I'm going to use this word correctly. This is the penultimate issue. Yes, the second to last <laughs> issue. <laughs> I looked that up. Nice. Um. <laughs> Uh, here we go. Um, I actually got this at my local comic book store. Yeah. So if you don't want to be spoiled for this issue, yeah, dudes, go away. Dudes, if you don't want to be spoiled, we'll like give you some sort of like, I don't know, but like... Just leave for two minutes. Yeah, just whatever. Um, because this issue, man, this yeah. issue, I cannot wait for the next issue. Yeah. We'll like, show you the... Um, we'll, show, we'll show you another cover yeah. when you're ready to... I will absolutely spoil this. There's nothing I can do about this. I'm sorry. Just put your fingers in your ears. Mute us for a second. Um, anyway, um, so in this book, the last issue, it turns out that the only way that Darkseid's ever going to give up, um, the anti-life equation and pull out his troops from, like, the, like, war between the new gods and those on Apocalypse is for Mr. Miracle to give up his son. Right. Jake. Um, and, yeah, so, It's an impossible situation. It's an impossible situation. Uh, Of course, Barda doesn't want to do this. Mr. Miracle's like... They go back and forth. It's like, the last issue was really, like... Just heavy about very conversation. Very heavy, very emotional. Um, really nice, like, lead up to this issue where mm-hmm. we find out what the decision is. It's not even like we come into this and the conversation's still going on. The decision has been made. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they're packing up to go someplace. Uh, included in what they'll bring are various items, like um, Jake's little toy. He likes uh, Batman. Yeah, he's a big Batman fan. So he has to have his Batman toy. He has a Batman birthday party <clears throat> in the last issue, I believe. Yes. Um... But um, they have their stroller. They got the whole thing. Like they're literally parents just packing up, but they're also wearing their superhero costumes. costumes. Yeah, and they're also bringing a crudite platter when they go to Apocalypse, where um, they're greeted by Leilani, who is another member of Darkseid's people forces. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Um, Desad is there, and Apocalypse or um, Darkseid himself is there, mm-hmm. and um, essentially they're like they're going through with the deal, right? And they get like this whole nine page like. 
panel thing about um like dark side eating crudite yeah which is like funny i know like the internet's probably gonna be like ah yeah, the Chinese internet chat themselves over how funny that was right which is like i was like it doesn't really matter like i didn't like <laughs> yeah like it's oh not is what that i'm here for you is that what you paid attention to like okay that's not the thing to pay attention to on this issue let me tell you that right now anyway Desaad does most of the uh, most of the talking for Darkseid who apparently sees it like as beneath him which I really yeah, dig he's the as mouth of Darkseid right which is so bizarre because you have him the previous page doing the Crudite thing and then it's just like he's like this imposing godlike figure because he is a god mm-hmm. and um Basically just being like, look, um, we're just here to make peace, all right? So we get it. And um, they end up, you know, pretty much working on, like, the terms of the agreement where it's just like, okay, you're going to give us the child. And then here's the thing, like, and they give him... The equation. Yeah, the baby. And, oh, like, yeah, the baby. Darkseid's holding the baby and, he, like, or, and, like, baby grabs Darkseid's nose. <laughs> and, like... They're going over what they think the word for nose is because the kid doesn't really talk yet, mm-hmm. but like he has like sounds that he associates with things, and yeah. like they're basically just doing family things, and like part of it seems like they're just going through the motions because they don't want to let go of the kid. Yeah, they're you taking know? as much time as they can. Yeah, exactly. And um, so Darkseid immediately pulls his troops back. He's like, you know, like peace will be you know rendered. They're gonna get everyone out of there, and like everything will be okay. And then Bart's like, now I need the anti-life equation. And, like, Desaad's like, here's the thing. He already knows it. He can't unlearn it. Right. He will always have that knowledge. So, like, even if we gave it to you, it wouldn't matter because he could still use it. Yeah. So here's what we're going to do. Instead, Darkseid rips out one of his eyes. Mm-hmm. And he's like, there, now he can't use the Omega Beams. And without the Omega Beams, the anti-life equation is useless. So it's like, we have the gun, but you have the ammunition. And they give, like, Barda one his of the eye. eyes. And she immediately just destroys it. Right. Like, she's just like, nope. No, I'm not. No, I'm not risking this. And mm-hmm. she just crushes it. And um, they're like, okay, and they pretty much, like, say their goodbyes. Like, they're like, we just want to, like, can we at least, like, hug our baby one more time? So, like, Mr. Miracle, like, picks the kid up, and he's just, like, hugging him. And he's just like, I love you, and, like, don't forget that, and blah, blah, blah. And, like, he's like, okay, honey, I've got him. And she's like, cool. And she takes the carriage, like, the stroller. And, like, initially Leilani had, like, checked them for weapons. Um, and she's just like, all I have is crudite and a stroller. Ha, 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 ha. But what they did was they have been collecting items for to use um, for, like, Mr. Miracle's show for things to escape and, like, to get around, like, these crazy, like, heroic items that they would have collected from older, like, wild adventures, right? Mm-hmm. But they ended up, and I want to make sure I get this, um, during, during a crisis a while back, they ended up, like, gathering energy from the Miracle Machine. Yes. And which they do is they uh, use it in the bottom of the stroller, which she then turns into a weapon, and she fires it at Darkseid, because it's, like, it's unstoppable. You can't, like, nothing can, can stop it. But, of course, it's Darkseid, so he does. Mm-hmm. And, like, he ends up beating the hell out of Barda. And we get another Darkseid is, and I was like, that's awesome. Yep. And um, they're like, that's it, you violated the agreement. We're still going to take your baby. We're also going back to war and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, but you, can't, you still can't use your anti-life equation. <laughs> so, you yeah. know, woe unto you, I guess. Mm-hmm. So then, like, um, Mr. Miracle, like, is trying to protect his son while Darkseid's attacking him. And, like, he just, like, they're, they're just talking in general about, like, the pain and, like, all this stuff. And, like, you know, like, what was given to Mr. Miracle and how ungrateful he is. Like, Dessage just going at him over this, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, Mr. Miracle gets knocked down. Like, the baby's, like, on the ground. And, like, Bart is like, you have to get up. Yeah. Like, you gotta stand. Like, and she's, he's, like, basically he does, like, a yes, dear kind of thing. <laughs> and he reaches out and nearby, 
um, is a knife or a dagger. Let's call it a dagger because it's not a knife. It's a dagger. And he takes the dagger and he plunges it into Darkseid's eye. Yeah. And um, he's just like, and he just his good eye or his or his, his, his missing eye. His eye hole. I guess that's really what it is, and that's a weird thing to say, but mm-hmm. that's what it is. And um, he's like, here's the thing, like this. <laughs> they make a foreign knife. Um, which isn't made out of dark side. Instead, it's made out of Orion, yeah. um, which is genius um, because that can kill him. And that was part of the prophecy and all this stuff. And uh, so in, presumably in this moment, they've killed dark side yeah. and then decide sits in his chair. And um, so, yeah, he suddenly turns into Metron and he's just like, Hey, that's cool and all, but like Mr. Miracle, Scott Free, the other places you should be. And then we get this amazing, like, crazy splash page of what looks like the current DC universe, like... Exploding out. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh, what? Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. So we don't know we don't if know. this even took place in the it, same universe. Exactly. Which I was like, I guess that makes sense. So, you yeah. know, we'll see how this goes. And I can't wait. Yeah. I hope he can stick the landing on this one. Be great. Yeah. Because this has been an incredible series so far. It really has. If it if it works, it'll be like his. It'll be Vision and this, or his, or his greatest things he's ever done. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> Someone said it's a socket. I was like, that, that's the word. Yeah, well, not eye hole. Well, ask uh, Justin Roiland what they're called. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> uh, recommendation. You, do you think it's um, worth picking this, up? I think it's worth picking up the whole series up to this point. Right. I wouldn't start there. No. Oh, you also. <laughs> you, Tiffany uh, has been. Tossed out a theory a while back about what this series is leading towards. Right. I think she said it in issue one. Yeah. And you were like, the whole issue, like the whole series is taking place up to, like the first issue, the first page is the last page. Yeah, like that's what I initially thought, but then I was like, there's really no way they could work this. But now I, I don't know, because now Metron's here. So it's like, I don't know. But like, I assumed that he tries to kill himself after all of this. Yeah. After the destruction of what I assumed would be his son. Right. And I, I don't know now. Like... Initially, I was like, there's no way that can happen now. So, like, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll see what happens. The Razor Vids said, a Predator story set in the Old West, anyone? Yeah. Yeah. Anything. Here's Here- here's the secret to a... a, a yeah. Here's the secret... <laughs> here's the secret... My, my opinion of what the secret is to a good Predator movie. Ready? It's a movie that you've already written. Whether it be a Western or... Like a, a samurai A samurai fight. flick... Or like a road warrior story. It does. I don't care what it. It yeah. could be a simple, a, a crappy like buddy cop movie. Right. I don't care. An action movie on a boat. I don't care. It's a movie that already exists, and then the predator shows up. Yeah, like a third of the way through the movie, a predator drops in. It's not a movie about the predator. It's a movie that's happening, and then the predator shows up. Yeah. That's what. Why the other two movies are so good because it's another movie that was happening. And it got totally thrown out of whack because a predator shows up. Yeah, no one anyway. cares about where they come from, how their society works, how their technology works, what the government's doing about them. Right. All we care about is whether our protagonist will survive against the predator. Yeah. Uh, so, there you have it. Mr. Yeah. Robata, Sal, which X-Man are you? Also, how bored is Darkseid? Um, I don't know how bored he is. I mean, he's certainly bored through the eye. Well, he looked pretty bored when he was eating the crew today. Yeah. Almost like he didn't know what it was. But right. But it's like, then why are you eating then it? Then why are you eating it? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, which X-Man am I? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I am one. That's why I never really like identified with them. I think for me, I was a Spider-Man fan. But, I, uh, I don't know what X-Man I don't know. you are. You're Jubilee. Yeah. 
I'll take it, I guess. No. Uh, Super Comic Fanboy 616, remember when Metron and Owlman were killed at the end of Dark Side War? Yep. But this is Mr. Miracle. I mean, like, this is a totally different... It's Tom King, he can do whatever he wants. Darkseid yep. was dead. He's different. He was a little baby, and then he's an adult. He's wearing the costume he should be wearing and everything. Right, unless it's, they're going to pull the whole, like, this is another... Universe There's a, there's a multiverse yeah. where, like, Metron is not dead and Darkseid never died. Right. So, yeah. Like, you, you can't even start. Right, with, so it's either going to be that and, like, either this Mr. Miracle is from another place. Mm-hmm. Like, it's from our Right, current, or this is our... Yeah, yeah. And then, like, they're going to... I don't know. So, I don't know. anyway... Justin Beckford, there could only be one set of new gods that exist in all the DCO multiverse, right? So this had ne- so this had to have happened, right? Lol, I'm a little confused. Uh, as I've understood it, I've I've looked this up before, and I've uh, I've debated it with other uh, comic book people, and uh, some say that there actually can be multiple versions of the new gods. Right. I'd say um, the only thing there could be definitely one of are the endless. Right. Yeah. Like death. And dream, yeah, and destiny, and delirium, and all. And there's only one of them because they ex- should, in theory, or Out- used exist to. outside the multiverse. The, yeah. the fourth world should as well, <laughs> but we have evidence that it doesn't. So, yeah, you know, there you have it. Yeah. Uh, so that was uh, Mr. Miracle recommendations. Yeah. I, I think so. I d- all around really love the series so far, and um, like excited and sad at the same time that it's about to be over in a month. Yeah, like, it's like ah, that's it. Mm-hmm. But like, it's pretty much been going on for a year now, which is insane. Yeah, Twelve months, insane, insane. Yeah, insane. Uh, Mr. Roboto, time for a Wes Anderson Predator. Yes, indeed. Well, you could. You have a Wes Anderson movie, and, and then, then a Predator, predator shows, shows up. up. Be the most uh, symmetrical Predator movie ever seen. <laughs> and then you got one more book before our penultimate. Before this is a penultimate book. We're going to be. Reviewing. I have two more. Oh, you have two more. Well, excuse me. I do have two. I'll more. I'll take them over, please. Um, just real quick, I won't go t- super into detail on it, but Mr. and Mrs. X came out this week. Um, still loving this issue. Yep. Or the this, series. this whole series. I love, I'm still loving this issue from when I read it before. Um, <laughs> and I'm also still loving this series. Um, I'm trying to find the team on this. Comicology. What are you doing to me? Here we go. It's Kelly Thompson and Oscar Basildua. Yeah, Basildua. Basildua. Um, anyway, um, don't forget uh, Gambit and Rogue got married. Um, and they took their honeymoon in space. Mm-hmm. And uh, that totally got wrecked because Kitty Pride needed some help because... Um, that's what she the does. The Shi'ar Empire and a bunch of other folk have been seeking out this, like, item of ultimate destruction or what have you. It was an egg. Deadpool shows up. Madcap hijinks ensue. Uh, the egg hatches last, like, issue. And Rogue comes out. It's a little, it's, a, right. it's an adult naked Rogue. Yes. And uh, Deadpool's like, yeah! <laughs> like, I'll yeah. just take that one. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, regardless, uh, the uh, Imperial Guard, uh, who had been in charge of getting that egg, go back to um gladiator who is now in charge of the shiar empire yep. and is like hey sorry we failed and he's just like ah go get it and like they send cerise back and we had thought that she was helping but mm. now it seems like she's still meddling mm-hmm. so i don't know what's going on with that um meanwhile rogue gets in touch with kitty and he's like you got to tell me everything right now because clearly kitty pride knows more than she thinks yeah whilst uh, gambit and deadpool try desperately to put clothes on naked running around rogue yep. and um so it turns out Kitty's like, okay, so you need to make Deadpool leave the room before I'll tell you this. So they shove him out. And it turns out that um, recently it has come to folks' attention that um, this egg appeared, and uh, it is the genetically engineered child of Lilandra and... Charles Xavier? Yeah. Oh! <laughs> and 
So everybody wants it mm-hmm. because it'll help to like either like this child will be of great power. It could help put people into power. Mm-hmm. It like all kinds of things. Yeah. Um, but it's an egg. And, right. um, but didn't it hatch and it's rogue? Well, yeah, but now it's rogue mm-hmm. and it can turn into things. Clearly. Okay. And like, so in order to preserve itself, it turned into the first thing it saw, which was rogue. Gotcha. And, uh, essentially they're like, here's the thing. Uh, everything's really complicated because upon her death, the Landra pledged all of her progeny to the Royal line, which is like, it makes it a hot mess, but it's also Charles Xavier's kid. So the yeah. X-Men are like, you can't take that. Mm-hmm. No, that's bullshit. Yep. Um, so regardless, um, the kid or the, 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 the naked rogue yeah. ends up like being like, show me my parents. And like, she puts her hands on rogue and gambit's heads and, and she gets their memories, all of the memories of what they look like. And so she forms herself into a combination of, of Lalandra and Xavier and calls herself Xandra. Right. And, um, she's like, there we go. And, uh, basically Kitty's like, she's more than likely an Omega level mutant. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you gotta, you gotta keep her safe. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's what we got to do. Mm-hmm. And so, and immediately they're under attack, and um, it's War Deathbird, not yes, Warbird. Deathbird Death shows up, who's the sister of Lalandra, mm-hmm. and she's just like, "I want the kid because the kid will help to put me into power and get Gladiator out of there because he's a dick." Yep. We get this really cool, fun sequence of like these really interesting double page, double page splash pages of action sequences between um, Gambit and Deadpool, who go to try to like stall for as long as possible right. and it's just really interestingly done where it's not panel 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 it's just literally like long panels of <clears> them <throat> like doing things and you just get that motion right. occurring yeah neat fun i kind of wish to see a miniseries that stars deadpool and gambit now because mm-hmm. like, like their like synergy <laughs> synergy yep anyway um at the end of the day uh, they end up losing the egg uh-huh. yeah <clears throat> they got him yeah yeah so, like, they end up losing it. Um, someone else shows up, grabs the egg. Uh, she turns back into an egg oh, to okay. save herself. Oh, it's, I'm sorry. It's Deathbird who grabs it. She, All right. But, like, yeah. So, Xander turns herself into an egg to save herself because that way it's, like, you know, whatever. Yep. And um, Rogue ends up kicking Deadpool out, being like, here's the thing. Like, I know you, like, I know that you want to help because, like, Deadpool's like, I really kind of, like, take offense to you having such an issue with me helping because, like, yes, I was going to sell it when it was an egg, but now it's a person that's, like, even low for me, so I'm not going to do that. Mm -hmm. And she's like, but you're not going to be able to help yourself at one point or another. You're going to screw us over. Right. So she, like, pushes him to a transporter and, like, sends him someplace. That's okay. Okay. And, um, Gambit finds it very hot that that she does that. And then uh, Cerise shows up and is like, okay, so you're going to have to infiltrate this whole, like, Shi'ar, like, or whatever area here are your costumes to like go for infiltration and of course in like the way we've been seeing these stories told with uh rogue and gambit we just see that at the end of the day it did not work right and like they've been captured yeah cut to and they have no powers oh and uh what's gonna happen now oh hijinks right it's just it is soap opera over the top ridiculous stuff going on and i'm I'm totally in nice fun idea yeah just ridiculous like i like that yeah that's cool just, just a good time had by all um, uh, recommendations yeah I love this book I really if you're looking for um, a sort of tropey sort of like I don't want to say it's like 90s because you know it just has that feel sort of in a way where it's like over the top but it's not quite as um, melodramatic right but so like it makes you think of that time period without being a carbon copy yeah. of that so it's, if you're if you, if you opine or if you pine for uh, old books. Yeah. Maybe you should be picking this up. Yeah, I would say so only because, like, 
it's more of like it's an, a, a modern day spin on it it's mm-hmm. like almost like an homage in a sense and like yeah. i'm just really enjoying it and, and the fact that they thought to have like this like egg character i'm like right. kind of fun we'll see where yeah. it ends up going <clears throat> neat that's I cool i dig it uh really quick uh <clears throat> carlin canales um yeah, Carlin Canales. Why can't certain char- why can certain characters be killed and brought back like Wolverine others can't like Uncle Ben? Uh, because Uncle Ben is like a plot device that if he doesn't ex- if he's back to life will undo the Spider-Man mythos whereas yeah. Wolverine is a character who they've told a million stories about and can die and come back to life like a thousand times. Yeah. I think that's like the short answer for it. Yeah. Like Bucky doesn't count because Bucky didn't really inform who Captain America was until people decided that he did. And even then, it was kind of flimsy. Yeah. You know, like, it would be like if you were to bring back the Waynes. Right. And I think there's also something different about bringing back a character um, akin to Wolverine who is a hero who has seen things that are out of the norm and bringing back... Like an an, old man who just died. An average human who may not be prepared for something like that mentally. Yeah. It, it's just, yeah. I mean, like, can they tell the stories? Probably. Uh, and Caleb Vila, uh, most hated comics y'all have ever read? Great channel. Thank you very much for liking the channel. Uh, that's a very loaded question, and it requires more time than we have. I was going to say the most hated comics I've ever read usually have been on Good, Bad, and Ugly, and they're already in the wrong box. Exactly. So if you, <laughs> if you would like to know, you should check out the show Good, Bad, and Ugly, because we've, we've a lot of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was trying to think of, like, one, oh, uh, Curse the Spawn. Yeah, oh. that that's it. Just, ah. Uh, and for me, the most recent one is... Uh, uh, the Heckler, number one. Yeah. Ooh, that was rough. That yep. was rough. So, there you go. Um, so, okay. Uh, real quick, let's um, go into, very briefly, Thor, number five. Yes. Jason Aaron. Um, Dumbledore does not on this book right now. No. Guest artist Christian Ward. I was like, ah. Still Too looks bad. good. Still looks good. Yeah. Still looks good. Um, this is a far in the future story. Yes. Uh, all Father Thor and his three granddaughters re-sparked life on Earth, planet Earth after the after millennia has left it barren. Yep. Um, and, um, Thor is, King Thor is now looking, um, to help spark life again, mm-hmm. and he's seeking out some old friends and some, and some, some powerful allies, and, um, what he finds is Wolverine. And then we start the book with a flashback to, um, Thor and Wolverine in a, in a bar, just talking about, like, the best bars they've ever been to on Midgard, and just, like, having fun experiences, and, then and I've never a- seen Wolverine and, and Thor interact before, really, right? so I liked seeing that. Exactly, and just like how like Thor's perception of time and his age versus Wolverine's perception of time and his age, and yeah. how Wolverine's like, you know, like because both of them think they can't die, so it's like interesting to see these two and like, like, old Wolverine's men. Wolverine's like, no, eventually he I thinks he's will. almost dead. Yeah. He's like, I probably I am gonna die, and that's like kind of okay. Like I'm old, and like I feel it sometimes, and like Thor's like, no, we're gonna have more adventures. Here we go, and then a bunch of like guys come in and like try to like rouse the bar basically. Yeah, and um, they have a battle and Thor's like what a great day yeah how awesome is this kind of thing and then it cuts to the present which is the, the future? future like a far flung future mm-hmm. where King Thor runs into old man Logan yeah and old man Logan hasn't been seen in forever and neither has the Phoenix Force and old man Logan has the Phoenix Force mm. then it's probably Jason Aaron's version of old man Logan so yeah Okay, he's, it's different. Yeah, it's different though. Yeah, he has like almost an angelic sort of look to him, but like a, like a fire angel. Pretty cool looking Pretty overall. Yeah. Really like interesting. Literally calls him Wolverine, and he's like Wolverine. That's a name I haven't heard. And I'm like ah, yeah, <laughs> going Obi Wan. Yeah, oh that's right. Um, but um, or Gandalf, of course. Um, yeah. regardless, Thor says the universe is dying. He wants to save it. Wolverine's like, 
oh yeah we can save that cool yeah we're not gonna do that like there's a reason the earth died let's let it die i'm like you can't bring it back and he's just like and in fact the steps that you've taken have doomed it to a worse death mm. so here's the thing i'm gonna stop you and then i'm gonna go and kill earth again because like we can't have it be alive because trust me there's something out there that's gonna be way worse mm-hmm. and, like thor's like no you don't know yourself and i'll help you bring you back because i'm thor and he's just like okay yeah like you're gonna kill me come on just, just show me show me what you got mm-hmm. and that's when we cut to um ego the necro world oh god okay uh who is coming essentially for earth that's been seeking out anything that's life and like they show us these really cool images of these space whales space whales cool space whales and he eats the last pot of them basically Mm -hmm. um it's an like unstoppable force and like there's like some really cool narration in this i'm just like this is kind of awesome Like, just really enjoyed it. Like, talking about, like, the all-black... Or the a sword called All-Black and how um, Gore the God Butcher once wielded it. And, like, just going on. And it's just really, like, in-depth to some degree about, like, the mythology of this universe that they've created. And, like, on Ego, a snake shows up and says, like, you know, I'm going to stop you. And he's just like, oh, impotent worm, you will not stop me. And, like, ends up being a true problem for Ego. We don't know what's going on with that. But it's, like, this interlude. And, like, it's funny because it starts, like... Here begins the interlude. The interlude is now over. <laughs> now we're going to return back to our story where Wolverine and, and Thor are having like an epic, crazy battle. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, um, Thor is blinded in his other good eye by Wolverine's fire claws. Right. He's the phoenix, so yep. he has fire claws. But Thor's like, you didn't remember like anything about me. And like he ends up using Mjolnir to bust through Wolverine's chest. Mm-hmm. So like taking him down a peg, he's got a big hole in him. And um, like he's like, you're like he's like, I'm not gonna stop. I'm going to kill Earth. And Thor's like, but you're not, and like my granddaughters will. And he's just like, they're already toast. Like it's already like if they're not already dead, it, they will be soon. And like there's nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. And then we see that back on New Midgard, um, like the girls are there, and they're they're fun designs. Like yes. they're really cool looking designs. They each have like different names, different personalities, the whole thing. Like I like the fact that one of them's the goddess of thunder, and like one of them like kind of reminds me of Loki in a sense. Yeah. Like I'm like that's kind of cool. And they didn't do the two they could have easily done like to mirror Thor and Loki, but mm-hmm. no, no, no. Um, and then like like all of a sudden like monsters show up. Right. Like, like, Fing Fang Foom and um, Goom and Gorgilla and oh, like, Monstrum. Cool. They show up and, like, the girls are like, I haven't seen a dragon, like, ever. I, I dipped on the dragon. I'm killing yeah. the dragon. I get the rights for that. Yeah, Aaron, uh, they, uh, we've seen these characters before. Right. They're, they're fun like that. Right, but I, I dig that <clears throat> so much that they're just Asgardian through and through. Yeah. And they're Thor's granddaughters. Children. Yeah, granddaughters. Yeah. And um, they, they fight for it and, like, they, they start taking them down left and right. And Fing Fang Foom's like, you know, like prostilitating or prostilitizing and then he's just like oh you thought that i was in charge oh no 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 i don't serve like i serve him and then like all of a sudden like doom shows up and he's like got the power of iron fist and the sorcerer supreme and like and the star brand and the star brand and like all this stuff and like that's what they have to deal with and like that's what wolverine was afraid of that's cool and i'm like that's fun and ridiculous yep. and like i am so in i love these like crazy future stories that will probably never come to be because it's just essentially it's another what if i like what if stories i like yep. taking what it is and then brah, yeah so, i know yeah that's awesome i recommend that book <laughs> wholeheartedly it's terrific so. um <clears throat> back in the super chats uh, we had a couple of questions uh mr oh, roboto sure. asking uh well, Sal, what does your Outback look like? Yeah. It looks like Mile High Comics, but like all the comics have like memories and experiences. That's awesome. Uh, thank you. You? 
I, it wasn't for me. <laughs> uh, Jam Call X, if you had to bring US Agent and the Stars team for maximum security, who would be on the team? How would you improve the characters on the team? I don't know. It would just be like fun, regular people, probably, with like power. It would be like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know? It would be like, you know, Dugan and like uh, Abigail Brand and Coulson and. It's just a nice hodgepodge. You quake. put Abigail Brand and Colson on a team; they, it's just going to be like headbutting constantly. But they're going to get together, and it's right? going to be. Fun. I also wouldn't mind like uh, what is it, Agents of Hate? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like yeah. that style. Mm-hmm. Of, yeah. Like, so Bloodstorm would be on there. Yeah, like Machine character- Man could join. Yeah, characters who are like you have powers, but like. Yeah. Monica Rambeau. That'd yeah, be great. Like, yeah. Kind of cool, like akin to that. I yeah. Would do. With especially with U.S. Agent, that's like pain in the ass on there. Yep. Will I'm Golden says hi. Hi. Uh, and uh, uh, Kumar Abhishek. Hey, Compop, what are you going to do? When are you going to do the 52 series? Uh, someday in the future. Not now or anytime soon. But in the future. But in the future it'll happen. We have the omnibus. But not like the future from this. <clears throat> no, no. It'll be a future that actually like we can survive and, <laughs> and have. Um, but yeah, uh, so that leaves us with one final book left to review. Right. Um, this is Batman Damned. It came out uh, this past week. It is written by Brian Azzarello with art by Lee, Lee, Lee Bermejo. Bermejo. It has a lot of controversy surrounding it. Uh, I, yeah, I guess. <clears throat> I guess. Uh, such that, like, so here it is. We picked it up. Um, I can t- turn this off now. Um, big complaint right off the bat, Jim Lee's cover. Um, this makes it look like Jim Lee's going to draw the book. Oh, I didn't care. And, like, here's the reason I didn't care, because most of the books I pick up, like... Are a lie? This isn't done by... Humberto Ramos? Yeah, this isn't This isn't no. Kubert. I'm just, I'm like, just saying, I've like, kind of come to... For me, like, it's, it, like... Lieber Mayho does enough covers, and I've seen a lot of covers of Batman Damned, where I was like, what? Right. The Jim Lee cover. I thought it was like a variant or something. Yeah, well, he's like, but he he's, he's like in charge of things, so... So he gets he, to do he it. He gets to do a cover if he yeah. wants to do a cover. Right, it just sends a different message. No, big thing for me, out of the gate, the format. Format. Format, let's... I mean, like, we're going to talk about the book, but like, guys, yeah. Look at the this. format of this book is kind of amazing. This is This is the change... In panel size and page size that you get here, that for me is a game changer because it completely alters how an artist can tell a story, especially if they're telling used to telling a story like this. And like a writer would also be used to telling a story that fits into this. Now they have a, a story that fits like this. Mm-hmm. I think that's awesome. And like again, like you don't really see any double page splashes here, but could you imagine seeing a double page splash here? That yeah, it would be great. It's, it's not phenomenal. in there, but yeah, like just. I, I don't know. I don't know. So, like, I thought the format for this was great. I like the binding on it, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Nice little soft touch cover there, spot UV. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, nice. like, fun little prestige version of it. Mm-hmm. Neat. So, all right. Uh, now that I'm done talking about that, because that was, like, out of the gate, I was like... Yep. We were at the store. I was like... <laughs> right. <laughs> like, wait, what? Uh, the story is Batman uh, is wounded from a battle with the Joker. He mm-hmm. wakes up, and he is, like, going to die. Uh, Constantine finds him in an alley. And uh, cures him of his, of all of his like physical ailments. Yes. Uh, Batman escapes. He looks for the culprit because he finds out Constantine tells him that uh, the Joker's dead, and mm-hmm. kind of like heavily implies that Batman did it. Batman goes like flying around the city looking for like information about who might have killed the Joker. He eventually adopts an, a mantle not unlike uh, Matches Malone to investigate further, and winds up running into this version of uh, Zatanna. Yep. And uh, that's the story. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yes. Like, that's what happens in the book. Yes. Um, there's a lot of, like, uh, you know, interplay in between. There's a lot of, like, narration from Constantine as the, like, unreliable narrator, that self-proclaimed unreliable mm-hmm. narrator. Um, there's a lot of, like, stuff to unpack from this. 
Uh, for example, like, is this in the continuity of uh, Brian Azrael and Lee Bermejo's book, The Joker? Right. In which uh, the st- the ending of the story picks up from here. Like, this is, like, they both tumble off of a bridge. They say there's two John Doe's. It could be that, like, uh, Joker's lackey, who is the protagonist of Joker, is the other protagonist. Like, there's a lot of weird, like, references in here that yeah, could actually be it, that, like, Joker is the predecessor to this book. Right, right. And, like, honestly, like... Plus the design are all the same. So it's like Batman Noel, which is in the same universe. Right, right, right. But, um, uh, But yeah. he does have visions of, the like, the bridge itself quite frequently. Yep. Um, there's a lot of question, just honestly, like, if anything is real in this book. Because, like, he, like, has a battle, right? And he's, like, running around and he's in trash. But then he has a vision of himself falling off a bridge... And when he wakes up, like, he's cured. But then he asks the, um, like, for an analysis on his wounds when he gets back to the Batcave, and they act as though there's nothing there. Yes. Now, of course, that can be attributed to magic, but uh, it yeah. could also be attributed to, like... You didn't actually get shot. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I kind of like the mystery behind that, because as soon as you involve someone like Constantine in there, first of all, Batman's not going to be a fan. Um, second of all, it, it makes you question if it's a psychological thing that's going on or if it's a mystical thing that's going on, especially because seemingly it looks like they're including Enchantress. Mm-hmm. I can't tell if yeah, it's Enchantress. I thought it was or, death. That's funny because like, and that like almost, I was like, you can't just redesign death. Yeah, that death. made you upset. <laughs> yes, like, you can't just redesign death. She has a look. Um, but like, I thought she looked like the Enchantress, which didn't really make any sense to me either. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, presumably that is like what her, like, visage look like with like it looks the, like the movie Enchantress yeah which like again could just be there to throw you off but like you know Neil Gaiman's death had like the Ankh symbolism yes um, and this is lacking from this it does have like she wears like a lot of different like she has the moon symbol on mm-hmm. there which is what, what for me told me that she was dead see that's what that told me it was Enchantress I don't know so um Regardless, um, the book does an interesting job of, like, first of all, assuring you that this is not in, this is, like, an alternate reality in a sense. It's not the main DC continuity. It's, It's in fact, not uh, for all ages in any way. No, because you have, like, Thomas Wayne who's having an affair, affair, which I was just like, ooh. Like, I don't know how I felt about that, because I knew you, like, initially my gut reaction was, that's not Thomas Wayne. I'm like, you know what, though? But this isn't really Batman. It's not really Batman, but, like, there's something to be said about that, where it's just, like, you know, if you create a character like Batman who believes that his parents were for good and, and purity and all that, and then he discovers that they weren't, and it was something he was keeping out, but he still continuously does what he set out to do. That almost makes him a stronger hero if yeah. he doesn't fall. Like, if he, when he peers over into the darkness to see what his dad truly was, right. if he continues on upholding an ideal, like, that's kind of neat. And, like, I don't know if that's what they're going to explore yeah. in this. Yeah, it's but a that, cool idea, that, though. That, like, affair certainly comes up frequently. Like, even when, like, we're, they're in the park... Like, that woman is there. Yes, the, the mistress. The mistress is there, and there's, like, a little, like, moment, like, a tense moment between Mrs. Wayne and Mr. Wayne. He, you know, he doesn't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. But then, we're of course, we're distracted by, the like, this enchantress or whoever it is yeah. showing up. So I was like, that's kind of neat. That's an interesting exploration. And I like these types of explorations in books that aren't in main continuity because if it doesn't work out in the end, you don't have you to. You didn't wreck everything. Exactly. <laughs> you just went and you saw where the story naturally took you. That's kind of cool. Like, no, I agree. Nicely it, done. Like, I'm really glad that they're pushing boundaries. That's what this Black Label line is supposed to do. It's yes. supposed to test the waters, try new things, yes. do things you wouldn't normally do yeah. in continuity or even outside continuity. Right. It's not an Elseworlds book. It's a Black Label book. No, it's very um, different. Honestly, uh, Constantine in this felt more like the original Hellblazer Constantine in a sense. Yes. And like, a lot of that, of course, is brought out by Bermejo's artwork, which is very, um, you know, like gritty and dark mm-hmm. and, you know, just... 
it has that like sickening realism to it. Yeah. Um, Batman for me, Bermeo's Batman always looks like a dope. Well, like he's always like whenever he draws him, he has like a realistic face. Yeah. But his his face is always like him looking like he's really surprised or like thrown off guard. He well, always in, looks like Ooh. in this. I appreciated that because in this he's like a man out of his league because like. Again, he's either having a psychological breakdown or there is something mystical going on in his in his. Either life. way, he's he's over his head. Yeah, he's over his head right now, and I think he eventually will hopefully come out of it. Um, so, like, the faces I kind of appreciated in that sense. I didn't appreciate that occasionally. I'm like, this almost looks like Michael Keaton. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I can see that. Here and there, but, like, when you're drawing that level of realism, you tend to have to use reference, and that's not the same thing as copying. That's, like, the, like, okay, how would... Like fabric fold like this, yeah. And at times, like honestly, Bermejo. Oh, I'm sorry, I, I got off the track of Constantine. I'll get back to that. But at times, Bermejo's art for me is so detailed and skewed to that realism that, like, when there's a page full of multi panels, like I'm not looking at the layout and the interactions within the panel because I'm so distracted by the details that he's put in there. Yeah. And so, like, a lot of it ends up like wasted in a sense because it's just it's, it's just so too much. much. But, like, his art really shines when he has, like, a couple of panels. Yes. Like, when there's only, like, two panels on the page. And there was one in this that, like, I kept going back to. And I was honestly, like, like not, like, taken aback by it. But I was just like, wow, this is a really fantastic panel. And it's him looking at what I I don't know is the cave or not. It's, like, something else. Yeah, it's a cave it's or it's a, a tunnel, cave. actually. But, like, I thought that panel was just spectacular because of the subtleties he put within that, like, mist or smoke where, like, there's an implied face. And, yep. of course, because our brains are programmed to find faces, you didn't have to so heavily put it in, and he didn't. I was just, like, really well done. I had to give him, like, complete props there. Totally. Um, yeah, like, oh, and then in terms of, uh, also, I like the imagery of, like, the, like, faceless suit Oh, God, coming after him? Coming after him, like, the bat suit coming after him in place of, like, a bat or something coming after him. Yeah. Like, seeing that come to life, I thought that was really, really cool. Agreed. Um, and um, there was one other thing. Oh, yeah, it was the... Um, new design? It was the new design, but also that bat that, that, that he draws. Oh, when he like, picks, when he holds it up? Yeah, when she's holding it up yeah. to him. I was like, that's also, like, like, like really it's, interesting. It's I, amazing how it, like, it's a per, it's a real bat. Yes. But it also perfectly, rep- like, it's it literally looks like... Bermejo's Batman chest logo. Yeah. But not in a forced way. No, like, it, it, it just goes like, wow, it, it's like you were planning that from the get-go. Right. And like, but these are the types of pages where you have like one big panel and a couple of smaller panels that I think work better totally. than some of the earlier stuff when they're in Gotham. And like, yes, in a sense, like you could read that as like, when they're in Gotham, it's the chaos of Gotham itself. Yeah. Um, but then the, like, I, I don't know. Like, that's just one possible read of it. Um, in terms of Constantine though, like, Liked his grittiness, liked his edge, liked his dialogue overall. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact, I, the fact that he calls himself an unreliable narrator, like I like and I don't like at the same time. Yeah, I, I just want to know what's happening. It's huh? like almost a little too hand wavy. That like it almost gives um, Azarello the right to make mistakes with Constantine's narration, and then be like, yeah, but see, it's okay because like I said, he was an unreliable narrator. Right, right. Because he references the killing joke, and I'm like, yes. Did so? Where does this sit? Yeah. in there and are well, we talking like... like Constantine has access to the multiverse then mm-hmm. I don't know um Dead Man that was awesome the concept of making Dead Man's costume out of like muscle, muscle? freaking cool not only that but like I really dug uh like the the new status for Dead Man like how when he gets into people's bodies, like it, it makes, makes them, them sick. sick. It makes them ill. Like yeah. they have food poisoning. I was like, that's... they have to. They have to regurgitate him. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. You know what's interesting? This character here almost reminded me of the Spectre. Oh, yeah. Like, the the guy he's chasing. He's mm-hmm. got the green trench coat. He's very pale. Yep. Could very well be. kind of cool. Um, yeah. Like, honestly, I'm interested to see where this is going to go. And I get, we knew out of the gate, like, I know you were not interested because it was Azarello. But I knew I was going to be picking this up because as soon as I said that Batman and Constantine were going to be working together, yeah. I was in. Mm-hmm. So, um, regardless of controversy surrounding this book, which I guess we will mention. Yep. Um, now, for me, this wasn't a big deal. Nope. At all, but I went to school for art, and when you study art history, you you're around see the figure. a lot of dicks. Okay, <laughs> you're gonna see a lot of dicks and a lot of like just of like the the human body, yeah. male, female. You've seen it all, mm-hmm. and um, it, that just like I. I get it. I get why people are like, oh my God, I you can't why, put it in there. But For like, me, I get why people are referencing it so much because yeah. like, who, because everybody wants to be a comedian and be funny. Right. And like the easiest, most <laughs> low, like most, here's a joke, her, 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 low hanging fruit mm-hmm. is making reference to dicks. Yeah. Like it's just the easiest, quickest gag yeah, especially to try he's... and ape off any kind of like resemblance of humor. Right. And I... so like anybody like so like it makes sense that like Stephen Colbert would like attempt to be relevant again by making reference to <laughs> it. And like uh Seth Meyers would make like sixteen jokes about it in a row. And it's like it makes sense that like late night comedians who are desperate and hungry for any amount of humor would try and farm this 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 this, this seemingly simple unnecessarily like referenced book right uh, and and so I see why it's like and here's the thing it's one of those like blink and you'll miss it moments in the book okay, because I remember reading a, a tweet I think it was Snyder who said like he goes I love it because it, it expresses his vulnerability and he's like desperate and so it's like it's a man naked and alone and I'm like no he's just naked but like here's the thing who cares? Like at the end of the day yeah. like, the argument isn't necessarily like about artistic expression so much as it is like I feel like if no one posted it on Reddit, people might not have noticed it. Like it's right. it's really that kind of thing. Like I remember in the digital version when they released it, it's just it's just in shadow. Yeah, and it's deliberately not in shadow. Like the the uh, you know his his his, his member right. because I think Bermejo's also like they told me that black label meant we can do whatever right. we and want. On the back it does say it's for mature readers. And right. here's the thing, like. Bermejo's treating this like it's art, and like that is his work is more like could be easily translated to like a more traditional art style in a yes, sense. Yes, who's like used to that and he, would like be like, draws, I'm drawing the man, like the draw, true man. Yes, he and draws so, anatomy as it is and not an idealized version of it, unless of course he's working from reference. That. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when you see people's faces in this at times they're grotesque and horrifying because that's what you see sometimes that's how people are and like when he draws people just on the street it's all shapes and sizes but it is human anatomy right if batman gets naked you're more than likely gonna see that Mm -hmm. and honestly i almost disagree with snyder that he's vulnerable and naked in that point at that moment and here's the thing guys if i don't want to sound like i'm like yeah exactly but there's a difference, or at least this is what I was taught and I, I ascribe to it, but there's a difference between nudity or being nude and being naked. Being right. naked is being vulnerable. And I think later on when the suit confronts him, he is then naked. Absolutely. And I like that in comparison to earlier when I feel he is just nude. Yeah, he's just taking off his keys. He's like, behold. I don't care. Yeah. Like, I, here I am. I have here, nothing to be ashamed of. Here, here it I is. Am. And yeah, like, like, he's just getting undressed, like, in the cave. It's in a way that you've never seen Batman get undressed, but it's in right. a way, it's in a, almost like a braggadocio, like... I can I can take off my suit wherever I want. Yeah, it's my cave. Exactly. And like so like to make the point later on where he is so vulnerable, 
I appreciate having that in a sense because it's like, no, see, like, that's what we're talking this about. This is where this like, is where you might have seen his dick, like, <laughs> but you didn't. Like, he's just nude in the other one. Exactly. Like, there are plenty of works that have been done like that where the individual is in the nude because they acknowledge it. They're like, yep, yeah, what of it? Exactly. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Um. So like, I know a lot of people made a big deal about it, and it's easy to make jokes about it, like. Especially it's because, the easiest joke you make. Because, I mean, like, yeah, it, it, it writes itself. Um, yep. It writes itself. It allows like, you the opportunity to maybe pretend like you're funny. Or, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, it, what what upsets me about it is, like, make the jokes. I don't care. Because people have always made jokes. Right, but don't, that kind of don't thing. ruin the book now. And that's what the problem is, is that, like, because of it, now DC feels like they shouldn't have done this and might be more gun-shy. About doing anything else. Even, like, not even related to it, but now yeah. they're like, well, well, we pushed the envelope on something that seemed so inconsequential and became a late-night sensation. And so, you know, like, I remember, uh, what was it? Uh, Sean Murphy wanted to do a black-and-white, like, actually fully, like, like a more uh, hard R-rated, naked, Harley Quinn, b- uh, Batman, White Knight yeah. book. And... Uh, they're doing it. Yeah. And I think they're going to put it out in the Black Label thing, but I don't remember which one they're, which way they're going to do it. But, like, maybe they won't now. Yeah, and you know what I mean? Like, again, like, I get it. Or, like, what if they do? What if they're like, no, you can see Harley Quinn's boobs, that's fine. Yeah, and then You enjoy our double standard? Yeah, then you've created that where you didn't have it before. On the other hand, you know, like, the jokes made about it, although I don't like the fact that they have pulled their, like, they're pulling these back now. Yeah. I don't like that because that's censorship of an art and like that gets a, that walks a weird line and mm-hmm. I don't want to get into that but like that walks a weird line. Yeah. But um it did get people talking about it. Yes, they did. <laughs> I mean like it did. Uh, and it's funny because I I've, I've heard definitely <sighs> talk, people being like this was deliberate and it's part of a publicity stunt. And it's like um yeah, those like $100 copies of this book on eBay, DC's not getting a split. No. Like, no, they're actually shooting themselves in the foot. Like, if they wanted to make this, a, if they wanted to really, like, if, if this was a controversial, like, deliberately, like, planned thing. Yeah. They would have had 600,000 copies as waiting. Yeah. So that when your comic book store called them and said, like, uh, I'm getting people from all over the, the, the city who desperately need a copy of my Batman dick book... They would have sent them, yeah, and then and then it would have been the number one selling book, yeah. But instead, they're like hurting the industry, art, and themselves by pulling this back, right? They so. hurt themselves by making the digital version censored already, which also yeah. means they probably knew it. They probably knew they were like, mm, we're probably gonna have to roll this back, yeah. And they were gonna they're waiting to see how it was gonna go. They were waiting to see if anybody noticed, yeah. And it was did. not a deliberate, like, you know, conspiracy, we're going to sell a gazillion copies kind of thing. Right, it was right. more like, let's do this thing. Let's be unafraid. We're not yeah. owned by Disney. We can do whatever we want with these characters. Yes. Yeah. And they were like, oh, apparently, no, we can't. Here's the thing. I'm glad we went and got it. I'm glad we did, too. Because, like, I appreciate owning this, and, like, I will, I will, I'm going to treasure this book, yeah. honestly. Because and I'm this sure... was an experiment, and, like, in every way, shape, and form, it's a black label book. This is a really cool idea. It's taken outside of continuity. It's a totally different format. Yeah. It's a totally different, like, size, look to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they went for it. Yeah. You know, they completely went for it. And in a way that's, it's not even gratuitous. No. That's the other thing. Is you that, know? Like, well, like, it's, it, like I said, you, you would not even notice. Yeah. I will, I bet you this, though. Um, when it's collected, it's three issues. Um, when it is in hardcover, you will have two versions. And they will make a hard. They will yeah. make a. They will make a like explicit rated sealed like you know, 
book version and it will be the same price but like yeah. you'll sell two copies or you'll sell one copy but there'll be a lot of them yeah uh, people want to know like if it's if this is what black label is going to look like i say no i think this is just for me i was like i want to do it like this i hope this is what the black labels will look like and like that they're trying to make it so that they stand out on on the shelves that'd be cool because i like this format i like the 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 idea of the artist getting an opportunity to tell a different shaped story yeah. and not being beholden to a standard see now i hope it size. isn't but only because I want it to be anything. If if you if like you know what I mean. If yeah. they want to do okay. it that way, yeah, that's I cool. See what you mean. But if what if they want to do it like the long ways, like yeah, Frank Miller that's does, fine. That's like fine. do anything okay. you want. I think I Black Label should saying. be like there's like it should be a no holds barred book. Uh, someone asked, how do you bag and board that thing? Well, I have these, and if you go to your if, like, I know that uh, what was that store? Uh, Newberry Comics yeah. sold these, but you can get them online. These are the magazine bags and boards. I have these for our um, Marvel graphic novel. Uh, books from the 80s mm -hmm. and for our uh, Image Plus mm -hmm. magazines they, this fits all of those and it does fit this yep. actually you put it in you can, you can fit it in there um, I didn't know if we were done talking and, and, and... I'd say we're pretty no oh. well I can't see that's why you usually do these I, I know doing these. I hate them yeah. but ta-da ta-da boom bagged and boarded uh, and they're cheap yeah, they cost as much as the usual set yeah, of bags. Yeah, and, and you don't have to get a whole lot of them because they don't make a whole lot of these. Yeah, and I've, I've heard some controversy about this, by the way, apropos this changing everything, because, like, now what are we going to do about, like, Dr. Manhattan and Doomsday Clock? Will he be naked? Probably not. He should. He should. He should. He doesn't care. Yeah. He's not doing it. You can argue him being, like, clothed in the DC universe if he ever even shows up, if this book ever finishes. Yeah. By the way, uh, you know, well... Stick around. We're going to talk about books that we recommend for this week. But yeah. uh, overall, final like thoughts on Batman Damned number one. Um, I of course dug it because of the like trickle in of like um, possible like. Here's the thing. This is like right up my alley because I love when they do something where it's like, is it magic or is it psychological? Like that's right up my alley. Yeah. It's like Silent Hill two right here. Like. Right. You know, like, for me, I'm definitely going to pick this up. I definitely recommend it. Um, not even, f like, for controversy aside. No. Like, this is my kind of gritty, Yeah, grim we picked this book. up deliberately because before we even heard there was, like, a problem. Yeah. I, I was getting this no matter what. Although, when we did hear there was a problem, we were like, we better go now. Better get a copy. Yeah. <laughs> which is why we got, like, variant B or something. Yeah, which I, I like. Yeah. I dig it. It's cool. I dig it. I get it. I like it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I recommend it, too. We'll go find it. Uh, in the Super Chats, before we get into recommendations, um, let's jump into them. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Kayla Vila, uh, how would, you, would you ever have a fan on your channel, or do they also have to be a YouTuber? And if yes, how big of a YouTuber do they have to be? Um, we don't usually do a lot of collaborations with people. Uh, it really depends on whether we know them, how well we know them, and uh, whether we have some good project to work on together. Yeah, that's really it. Um, so it's very, it's very rare that we actually do any collabs. If we do, and, and when we do them, it should be with YouTubers, just because there should be some kind of mutual exchange. Yeah. Um, you know, so there you have it. Uh, Heartless Fang, hey Sal, will you guys ever plan on doing No Man's Land, Era of Batman? Uh, yes. Uh, Mr. Roboto, Ultimate Universe, Comic Pop, Difference, Please List. I, uh, what? Oh, like, what? What the difference is, like, if, Between, we, if we had an Ultimate Universe, like... Like, if there was a Comic Pop Ultimate Universe? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. That's a very hard question to answer, my friend. Um, but, you know, I guess I'll just say, like, Ultimate Ethan would probably be, like, taller and, like... Possibly a robot. And probably a robot. <clears throat> <laughs> you know, you got to do something cool and different. 
Uh, he would have been Cricket. an AI that you invented. Somehow. Yeah, I built like him. Jarvis. Right, exactly. Well, yeah, he's a he's a hologram. Yeah, like well later Jarvis. Yeah. yeah. Silvery Cricket. Uh, hey, I got here late. Was there any talk of WCA? I don't know what that is. Uh, Tales from Island Z. Aloha. <laughs> at, at like what is it? Anagrams. Yeah. I'm the worst. I'm like. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Tales from Island Z. Aloha. Any chance since uh, B- Batman Damnably three issues that could be loosely parallel or be inspired by Dante? I can see that. You'd have to ask uh, Azarello. I feel like he might take issue with it only because he's like, no, I don't make references. It's my thing. Yeah. Uh, Luke Brady, hey guys, anything on the Injustice vs. He-Man book? I read the first issue. I have the second issue waiting in the wings. I just didn't get a chance to read it. And I think the other one, the third one came out. I think so, too. I just haven't picked it up yet. But I thought, a neat idea. Neat She's idea. reading it. Uh, Kumar Abhishek, uh, which Grant Morrison Black Label book will you buy? Probably all of them. Yeah, we'll just read the black labels. Yeah, we're just going to read every black label. It's easy to do because like they come out so infrequently. Uh, Sam Anderson, last time a dick outline was this offensive to people was Robert Plant's tight pants, uh, Google it kids, winky face. There you go, you got your joke out there. Uh, so, yeah, with that being said, let's jump into... West Coast Avengers! Oh, West Coast Avengers! Oh, I what like a... wonderful cats acting. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, was there any talk of it? No. And it did come out, and oh, I heard I it was good. Oh, I missed it! Yeah. Oh my god, I didn't see it. I've been having a really hard time using Comixology lately, like, their listing. They're I really don't know screwing up over there. what my problem is. Yeah, I don't know. I totally missed it. Like, I know you missed the Justice League come out, but I was like, I saw that it came out, but I did not see the Justice League came out, and, mm-hmm. or not, uh, that West Coast Avengers came out, so I'm kind of mad about that yeah. myself. I'll have to go back and read that. I hear you. Also, I appreciate using that anagram because I also sat here, like, while you're, re- like, talking about things. I was like, wow. Wooka. World. Who cares <laughs> about? About. No, nope, um, that's not nope, it. Not enough. Not enough. Yeah, uh, so as for recommendations, um, I'm going to jump in. Okay, go for uh, it. Heroes in Crisis, away. number one, comes out. Uh, if you want to know what's going on in DC, if you want to know what's going to happen to Wally and Dick and anyone else that Dan DiDio doesn't like, you better read this book. Uh, I will, because I hate myself, but, you know, <laughs> not excited for it. Couldn't care less. Okay. Good luck with it. It's forgivably short. I think it's going to be, like, not 20 issues. We'll see. All right. I don't know. What else you got? Uh, uh, Doomsday Clock comes out. There it is. Finally. Forgivably. Yeah. Oh, look. It looks like a blue beetle and a green it's a, lantern. It's a moth. It is a moth. But it's blue, though. I know. I know. But it's definitely a moth. Yeah, it's definitely a moth. Like, it's unmistakably a moth. Yeah, but it's blue, though. Yeah, well, it could be Dr. Manhattan moth. Maybe Dr. Manhattan became a butterfly. Yeah, you know, like a how Bubastis was blue. In the movie, like but a, not in the comics. It's like a moth, the moth effect. Yeah, but Doomsday Clock's coming out. You gotta pick it up, because it's Doomsday Clock. Come on, man. Yeah, what are, what you know you what's doing? funny is, like, I was just going through my comicsology, because if you use the app, you can download things onto your phone mm-hmm. to read, and I saw that I still Doomsday Clock in there, and I was like, better leave that one, because yeah. I have to reread it before the next one comes out. Yeah, because I don't know what the hell happened. Because it was remember. like two years ago that I last read this book. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Hush is getting a hardcover. And Ooh. it looks gorgeous. Ooh. So if you like Hush or Jim Lee's art or Batman, you should check it out. Nice. Uh, let's see here. Ah, Extermination number three came, uh, comes out next week. And this series is just really cool. And it's going to get rid of the uh, original five X-Men. Okay. And set things up so that the X-Men can be relevant and cool again in the Marvel Universe. So, like, if you hate them, read it. If you love them, read it. Because this is what's going to happen to them. Uh, we're also teasing a lot of, like, cameos and surprises. I mean, like, Young Cable's in there. Ahab attacks in this issue. So, uh, it should be cool. I'm, I'm just, I'm enjoying it. 
Like, as it's one of those like I can't believe I'm enjoying it series. Right. Like Extermination and Death of Inhumans. I'm like, what? I like both these series. How bizarre! <laughs> what is happening? Yeah, I don't know. But uh, also, um, there's a there's a book that I think uh, I would never want to read, but uh, because there was this really cool game that came out that's tying into it, Spider Geddon Number Zero is coming out. Okay. And it features the first comic book appearance of the video game PS4 Spider-Man. Okay. And uh, people are already advocating for him to replace comic book Peter Parker. So, like, you know, get on board because Marvel will do whatever you want if you give them the money for it. If you yell enough about it. If you yell enough about it, that's true. Oh, I didn't see that this was coming out. Uh, Tiffany didn't know this book was on my list, so I'm going to put it on there now. Yeah. Uh, the Century, number four, comes out. Awesome. Uh, Century, number four, this series is just crazy, and you should you should read it, because yeah. it's really good. And it's also a miniseries. Yes. Um, if you've been missing the, the, the Century, and you don't want to read a series about the Century sitting on a couch, this is the series to pick up. Nice. Um, before you get into this one, I'll say that uh, I think Saga's trade paperback number nine is coming yes, out this is. week. So if you've been trade waiting on this, now is your opportunity to hop in, everybody. Hop in. <laughs> hop in. Um, this one's kind of a more tongue-in-cheek for me um, that I'm going to recommend. Okay. Um, <laughs> is this is this the one? Yeah. Okay. I'm, like, I'm not really recommending this. This is more or less like, I'm going to read this. So I might mention it someplace like on Twitter or something. It's called Maneaters. It's kind of zoomed in on there but yeah um it's a ridiculous sounding story about like the fact that like women in this world like when they are menstruating turn into cats well it's it's, they get the disease that you get yeah you can get it's this weird like it's like cat people meets um what they say it was like it was a cat people meets something else but i don't remember what it is yeah it doesn't matter yeah like it's ridiculous it's gonna be over the top i'm sure i'm gonna at least check it out because hashtag cats right that's pretty much it. Cats for, for life. Cats for life. That's it. Um, also from Image, uh, Cold Spots number two is coming out. Uh, really like the first issue of this. Um, very like creepy sort of horror feel. It's by Colin Bunn. So you know I'm in because like I'm like yep because he never goes to any cons we meet uh, like <laughs> yeah but apparently I'm a big Colin Bunn fan yeah no you are a huge Colin Bunn fan. but like not his like more well known stuff like, no just, like the oh like oh you're doing oh a... Monsters Unleashed hooray. oh totally in for that like nice Harrow County cold spots mm-hmm. I'm in um, it's a mini series uh, so and the art's really fun it's very very stylized by Mark Torres here but like really great feel perfect for like Halloween coming up just liking this time frame on this book right now yeah. Um, Edge of Spider Geddon number four is coming out. If you have been enjoying these little like spotlights on characters, this one is a Norman Osborn version of Spider Man. Um, kind of interesting. That's nuts. Kind of a cool, like, neat, neat outfit. Yeah, very neat outfit. Um, much more spider like, obviously, with the multiple legs here. Um, interested to see how this goes. Really like the cover. It's kind of what's selling me on it right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll check it out. And then finally, from DC, Justice League Dark number three. This cover is so up your alley. It's not even so, fun. So like, oh my god, look at that. This just looks like the rejected Silent Hill 4. I know. Like, I know. I just, I'm really digging this book. I like the team up. Um, and, of course, the magic that's going on in it. Like, yeah, sure, did we see Doctor Strange and, and dealing with the end of magic in the world? I don't care. Let DC do it, too. Who cares? I, yeah. don't, I don't care. That's for sure. And you got these things, these upside-down, hangy, up, creepy mouth things, which is really funny because I was reading a podcast. Or I was reading. I was listening to a podcast that's like a couple years old, where like it's specialized in something. Like, you're mentioned something like that. Oh, like these creepy monsters with faces where their eyes should be. And cool. I'm like, yeah, that's up your alley. Neat. I'm in. So there you go. You know I'm in. Yeah, right. So <laughs> check that out. Uh, so okay, before we go, um, 
New York Comic Con is coming up. Two weeks. I know. I can't believe that. Um, if you are going, uh, the meet and greets are going to be at the DC booth. Yeah. Uh, like, we will be releasing not, a map. Not at the DC booth. Not at the DC We it's don't have like, a, It's not like DC did not give us, us anything. No. Nor do we ask. We're not going to do but that. DC has its area. DC has a wing in the con. Yeah. So if you go to the DC wing, you'll find us. Yeah. But we're going to be, like, basically DC has, a, has like, a wall usually, co- like, full of costumes. Um, but that's, like, the, but all the way against the wall is their stuff. Between the wall and the escalators, we will set up a little area, probably by the doors. So you can find us there. We'll, uh, we will tweet Discord and Facebook out yeah. a time, a place, and uh, and who's who and who's going to be there. So keep your eyes out for the announcement about the meetups. Uh, if we do manage to work out something with a vendor, and we do manage to do something like a signing and a, and a poster sale, because we have a bunch of cool posters that uh, people at Keystone were able to get, yes. um, we will make that happen. If we can't, then we'll just try and make them available online, because mm-hmm. I know we got a couple of new posters that we're really excited to launch out. Yeah, um, They won't be available in New York, but they certainly would avail- be available online line if I got my druthers together so uh yeah but keep an eye out for that and uh that's I think those are all the announcements that are fit to print besides are you going to be on a purple channel later yeah yeah even though I sound like I'm gonna do it yeah so good okay cool well uh keep your eyes peeled to a purple streaming channel that does this kind of thing but for video games uh, if you were to find it, I'm sure there'll be a link posted by a moderator at some point in the chat if you're watching. Yep. Um, but uh, go over there and check it out. Uh, I think in the next, like, 30 minutes? I think in the next 30 minutes, 30, 45 minutes, you'll yeah. be playing a video game, probably star- starring a certain web-spinning wonder. Whip! So check that out. It's going to be a lot of fun, and we will see you guys there. Yeah. Thank you so much for welcoming us back to the new, improved, it's the same exact show as you've been watching for the next couple of months. But uh, Authorak is back, and we are better than ever. We're going to be continuing this trend of doing your live shows, hanging out with you, and That's doing right. all of this. We'll see you guys the next time with another episode. Uh, I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. Thanks a lot for watching. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.